So, fellas, y'all may have seen this as part of a um, as part of a, a bet for people who lost their um, fantasy league. But I'm going to give y'all three places, okay? And you got to be in this place for a full at least 36 hours, okay? Okay. Walmart. Waffle House or Denny's for a full 36 hours. Which one? You got to stay in one. You got to, you, you cannot pick none of the above as an answer. That is not a valid answer. Do you have free range to do anything you want to? In, in, in it, yes. You have free range to do whatever you want inside the store. Anything that's available in the store, you can go for it. I'm picking Walmart. Hmm. Chris, what you what you thinking? I feel like Walmart's the easy answer, but the problem with Walmart is the problem with Walmart is it's too much to do and not not enough time to do it because like I'm assuming the store is gonna open and close, right? Uh no, no, all uh, three well, of the twenty four hour establishments. Yeah. Right, well, right. I don't know Walmart if Denny's is twenty four hours, but I know Walmart. Only, and only, House, oh yeah, right? only, only certain WalMarts are uh, closed. Like, I forgot that's out here by me. Some of them closed, but. Um, well, Chris, you stay in the middle of nowhereville, Boston. I think it's best for you that things close in Massachusetts <laughs> at a certain time. No offense, for your sake, I think it's best. Anyways, anyways, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> I'm going to go Waffle House, man, because, I mean, you can really just eat, take a nap, walk around Waffle House, eat, take a nap. You know all, right, I mean? all right, Josh, Josh, would this make it more interesting for you? For if you do choose Denny's or uh, Waffle House, for every item that you eat off of their menu, you get an hour taken off. And no condiments and sides do not count. Condiments and sides don't count? Yep, so you can't be like, oh, let me get a pack of the salt and some ketchup and like, oh, let me get no, what I'm saying? What if some hash browns. Like, so if I, eat a, if I eat hash browns, that don't count? No, if you eat hash browns, that does not count. I'm still picking Walmart. Mm. I, can, I can eat in Walmart. Some, oh, of them got the little, some of them got the little displays with a little patio furniture. I can go to sleep on one of them little benches. I can sleep They're not there. comfy, though. Bro. I'm, for sure, I'm for sure going to Waffle House because, it's like... It's more comfy than where you, where you sleep at Waffle House. In a booth, at least. Bro, I'm going to keep it a band with you. If if I was in Waffle House and it was like, yo, like, for every item you eat off our menu, you get an hour off, don't worry about it. I'll be in. I'll be out of there in, like, five hours, tops. <laughs> bro, you ain't eating that much. Bro, what? Each waffle counts as its own? Bro, give me eight waffles and let me go ahead and knock those out, take a nap, wake up, <laughs> knock out another, like, five, six waffles, take a nap, wake up, get a little something different, throw a little bit. It, no it ain't no orders there that come with one waffle, though, is it? One waffle is an item, bro. That's an item by itself at Waffle House. Oh, if that's the case, then I'm going ahead and go to Waffle House then. See, I knew that I knew that was gonna sway you. Over I, the I thought house. I thought you meant like entree items, like you had to no, get no, like no. let me you get this. And you had to eat the breakfast in order to get out. Well, I mean, off. technically, technically, normally waffles are a side. Like anywhere else, waffles would be a side, but it's waffle house. It's like IHOP. Anywhere else, uh, 
three pancakes is not an actual yeah. dish at anywhere except IHOP. So, speaking of breakfast places, OHOP slaps, bro. OHOP is so much better than IHOP. I ain't been OHOP in a minute. It's one right oh up Jefferson, God. too, I need to hit. I need to hit that Ooh, one. Oh, you got to go. You got to go, boy. OHOP is just. have one by me. I mean, we know, Chris. <laughs> we know. <laughs> I bet they got a Cracker Barrel by you. Hey, wait. Yeah, is it a Cracker Barrel? Two of those. You live in a two Cracker Barrel town, bro? Hey, hey listen. Listen. Walmart closed. They like 30 minutes here. apart. They 30 minutes apart. Chris, Walmart closes at 6 p.m. sharp for you. You understand? 6 p.m. sharp. I want to see you at that Walmart. No no time passed in during the winter. But, but, we talk about Chris' health and safety, but but we got to get into these players' health and safety because uh, the Omarion variant is doing touch all through these different leagues. And on top of that, we got Curry breaking records out here. We got the Lakers possibly needing to break up. And these divisions, who's on top? Who's going to last? Nunes finally lost in what is considered the biggest upset in sports in the last 10 years or so. And congratulations to Bryce Young. We're going to talk about the most memorable Heisman moments that we have seen in our lifetimes. That sounds like a good show to y'all. Sounds great to me. Yes, sir. All righty. Well, let's get into these intros and then we'll get it. What's up, y'all? Have a seat. This is your favorite hour of the week with the Facts Over Axe crew. We got the max master of the Mix and Master, Josh Guyton, in the building. That is I. We got the money man in the middle of the plan, Chris Allen in the building. Right here, right here. And then you got the little old MC, that is me, Ken Gibbs. You know, I, I tried to do a thing like the man show where they used to have like the man cave thing set up because I tried to like lay out my jerseys and my nail. It didn't work out. The effect was not accomplished. Um, I'm very embarrassed, but I'm, I'm nowhere near uh, as embarrassed as some of these professional leagues should be with team on team on team being seeing outbreaks of the coronavirus i don't understand what's going on or or how they didn't get this under control uh but in the nba the bulls have a rona outbreak uh in the nfl the rams have ceased all activities even though somehow they were able to play last night with what with what seemed like a pretty full team if you ask me (laughs) i don't know Kids, I just want to say that was an example for the audience. When we talk about Cliff Kingsbury, that's what we talk about. Did I mean, you see listen, some of that play calling? Y'all anyway. stop me when I stop telling the truth. Uh, the Nets have outbreaks of Rona. The Nets having an outbreak of Rona is the sickest thing in the world. It's the sickest thing. Because even if they was considering <laughs> like, all right, now might be the time to bring Kyrie back. They thinking of making a vegan uh, a vegan vaccine for Kyrie too. Everything was, was right there. And then, Beyond boom. vaccine. The what? The Beyond vaccine. Exactly. The Beyond. <laughs> <laughs> what? I didn't know they nerd. really. Yeah, I didn't. What What do they use that's not like, you know, plant based? I, I don't know. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Let's find that out. Let's Before we, we get it. into the actual pile, what is non-vegan in vaccines? That got is beet juice true. in it. I, I want to know what's going not beet juice. That's that's gross. That's I, gross. I, I, I really just don't know what 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 people say that. Like, what do you mean by a vegan vaccine? Hmm. I don't know it, because according to uh, veg.oc.org, uh, according to Pfizer's press team, the vaccine does not contain any animal products. 
That's what I'm saying. So I don't, hmm. I don't know what that no. means. So it is. Vegan. So so yeah, it is vegan. <laughs> So Kyrie ain't taking the vegan vaccine either. Got it. So with that being said, <laughs> uh, the NHL is seeing games delayed as well. Fellas, is it time to do another bubble? Is it is it possible for all these sports to go into a bubble? And would you like to see that? Or or what, what do you think should happen here uh, for all these cases? I mean, um, it's, it's not time for another bubble because that's not going to solve the issue. The issue here would be, you know, having players stay put, especially when you're around other players and all these fans during the season, have them stay put, get the vaccine, play your games, and everything should be fine. A bubble would just have them finish out the season, and then they would go back to doing the same thing, and they would contract right. it, or they would wait until next season. And with the way that uh, the, the bubbles affected the different leagues monetarily, we also live in a place to where um, another bubble isn't going to happen. It slowed money up too much, and now we're in a place where, you know, the world is quote-unquote open, and they are, even though, you know, uh, cases have been rising as different variants, we don't live in a space to where uh, at least American establishments or states are going to put these mandates out or put the, put these lockdowns out that were here, you know, a, a year and a half ago. Um, mm-hmm. So, not only do I not think a bubble is going to happen, I it, it shouldn't happen. That's not the solution to the problem that we're having with these leagues currently. I mean, I my my only thing is this, right? And I'm what's up, Tubbs? We see you in the comments there. The only thing that confuses me or, or makes me say like we probably should go back. So many leagues are canceling games. They're canceling games. And right now that's feasible for regular season. And I'm fine with that for regular season. Because at the end of the day, the NBA plays way too many regular season games anyway. 82 is just stupid. There is no reason for that that number. It doesn't make sense. But with that being said, uh, if I'm looking at some of the other sports, like at the end of the day, you cannot function like this. You just can't. You can lie to yourself and pretend, but you can't. So I think that a bubble should come into place for the playoffs since it's like, all right, this is this is the nitty gritty of it. And there's only so many teams because I think it's, it's virtually impossible for all the players that all these teams have. And also, I mean, who wants to hear Urban Meyer out there calling his assistant coaches losers in a bubble anyway? <laughs> like, I don't, nobody wants to see that. So I think once the playoff starts, these leagues should look into it um, and have everything be at the normal time it would be. Just do it in a bubble. Just do it in an environment where everybody is together and it's, it's just y'all together. Chris, what you think, man? All right, so the Bulls, they actually had to suspend two games because they didn't even have eight players on the roster. The Nets almost suspended the game today because Kevin Durant got a nagging ankle injury, but he's been playing on it. So he confirmed that he was going to play. So they just hit the minimum eight players. Uh, the Grizzlies, they are without five players. The Bucks, Giannis just went down with COVID. Drew Holiday is out with an injury. They also have four other players on the COVID list. The that's just a couple of the big name teams. Philadelphia 76ers, they have they had six players out with COVID. And Joel B also said he didn't think he was gonna make it when he had COVID. Yeah, yeah, that was so that was intense. So the fact that we kind of looking at this and we just saying like eh, it'll be okay, you know. I know the league was gonna, you know, the league gonna make money regardless, is what I'm trying to say. 
And the league's going to lose money if they go to a bubble. And I feel like this is kind of just like the new normal way of life. Like, okay, you just got to get tested. If you're feeling sick, if you got COVID, stay at home. Wait till you don't got COVID. Go back to living normal life. I think this is just going to be the new way of life. However, who wants to see another bubble where they only have eight games and then the playoffs? And not to mention the players being away from their families for a second time for that long. This is so early in the season. They almost have to be away from their they, they families for the, like half the year next year. But that's the thing. I'm not saying that they should make a bubble right now. I'm saying that because I honestly, I do think they should, but I realize the reality, the reality of what probably should happen and what is feasible are often two different things. That's fine with me. But I think at least when the playoffs start, because how can you cancel two games in the playoffs? What do you do? What do you do? Right, and then it's right. not even just two games. Where do you postpone them to? Because and, and that's the thing, team just you resting. can't you can't postpone the playoff game. Somebody has to be declared a winner and a loser. Unless, even if the other team said, "Oh, I'm not going to take the win," there's no way to do that because then the teams on the other side of the bracket, teams that's supposed to be playing them next round, are like, "Um, what? No, somebody has to win and lose those games because we're not about to be sitting down for three weeks because of this team." Uh, not knowing how to put on masks and stop partying. The worst part, or about however it is, they get it, however they get it. <laughs> the worst, I'm about to say, the worst part about it is every every game you see on national television is pretty much sold out. So maybe they go back to limiting how many people come into the arenas. Because if you think about it, the sports players, they really the reason why we seeing them catch it so much because they in the media for one. Second part is they really around the most people. Every game they playing, every practice they playing, it's at least on the low side a thousand people around everywhere they go. At least a thousand people. So that's really part of the problem. So I mean, if you expect these players to stay healthy and not catch COVID, you gotta stop putting them around so many people because that's so much variation. You got people with fake vax cards. You got people with this. Not saying the vaccines. Shout out to Antonio Brown. Not not saying the vaccines cure all, be all, end all, say all. It's just the fact that you can still get it with, with the vaccine. So why have them around all these people just because they got the vaccine? You know how and nutty by the way, Anto- you know how nutty Antonio Brown is for that, like not even being the story. Nobody was even like, oh my God, Antonio Brown did that. Everybody's like, yeah, that's on brand. It's very Antonio Brown. <laughs> but, but anyway, we still ain't seen nobody beat them COVID elevations like Brown. We still ain't seen nobody. Hey, hey, hey. listen. <laughs> They said, bro, had it, and then two days later, it was like, nah, he he was just playing, bro. He good. <laughs> he missed one game, and the Lakers, Jeannie Buss called. She said, uh-uh, 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 I did the test wrong. Test I him again. The- test that man again. <laughs> they said, he gave me two negatives. <laughs> they said, bro, put the fake nose on, bro. Put the fake nose on, dog. You got just... <laughs> Do something, man. We cannot play without you. This is this is not going to be good for us. Uh, so, with that being said, is there... So, let me ask y'all this, right? I understand the, the money motive of it and all of that. And I understand that it's not possible right now. Do y'all think that there is any scenario where entire leagues would stop in general? Because I think the NHL is on the brink of it. I think the NHL is, like, really, really close to shutting down as a unit, right? Um, so I, I think the only leagues that could possibly do that would be the MLB and the NHL. And the only reason for that is because they've dealt with um, 
they dealt with stoppage as far as their league goes and in terms of lockouts on multiple occasions. Mm-hmm. And honestly, mm-hmm. regardless, unless you're like a huge fan of that sport, regardless of what sports circle you're in, those lockouts don't affect you too much. So like the players and the, the general community of those leagues have already dealt with being in situations to where like the league is not playing. And monetarily, I don't think it affects them at this crazy cost because if you just look at it from terms of like the NFL and the NBA make so much of their money from endorsements and TV deals as far as them getting actual airtime, that's not the case for the MLB or the NHL. So I don't think they would have an issue with stopping, you know, league for an extended for an extended amount of time because of COVID restrictions. I don't know, man. The Coyotes barely they just barely paid up on some back bills. They were about to get locked out of their stadium. Like no no joking whatsoever. Bro. That's that's what I'm saying. That's why it's not a big deal be. because like financially, they are already they they are already ah. dealing with those issues. That's tough. That's tough. That's a that's a steep place to be at. Imagine showing up to work. <laughs> Imagine showing up to work and your boss is like, "Hey, bro, um, we kind of couldn't pay the bills, bro. Like, so y'all can't go in there." But um, hey. <laughs> Imagine you, you another general manager in the Coyote GM car. You're like, you got 20 I can hold until uh, <laughs> until next Bro, game. Just just let me hold 20 racks till like our, our quarterly bonuses come yeah. through. Like you know I'm good for it, bro. Come on, man. Like, look, bro, I gave him, hey, look, I gave him my salary so we can come in the arena, man. So come on, look, look out for me. Look out oh, for God. me. That gotta be a sick feeling, boy. Giving up your whole check just to get back in the arena. Oh, I know you hurting. I know you hurting after that. But um, Steph Curry, okay, because because this is this is a situation where all parties seem to be amicable, but there may be a little hurting going on with Ray Allen. Steph Curry has become the all-time three-point leader and has done so in nearly half the games that it took Ray Allen to achieve the uh, the same feat. So with that being said. Um, do y'all feel like Ray is a little bit bitter? Because he was quoted as saying, Reggie Miller, not Steph Curry, is the greatest shooter ever. Do y'all um, think that's a little bit of hurt talking? Is it? Is it a tweet through it, baby? Tweet through it. I know you hurting. Just tweet through it, baby. <laughs> I think it is only because, uh, only because two things. For some reason, I thought as we progress more through time, because these players dealt with it, I thought that the players that, uh, like the newer generation looks at as the OGs, I guess you consider could, could you know put Ray Allen in that conversation. I thought they would be a little better with with paying homage to the younger players, which isn't the case if you look at it. The only players that really pay homage to the youngest players was like Vince Carter, Kobe, and D Wade. Every other like old dude that's out of the league from that era has become like the old dude from the seventies. Like oh, all these young dudes. Allen so. Iverson is cool too. Allen yeah, 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 cool. yeah, yeah. Facts, facts. But that's um, it. That's the full list right there. <laughs> that's... So I think it's a little saltiness in there just from the fact that he feels some kind of way with his record being broken. But also, if you just look at the way that the style of the game is played, I think Ray might be looking at it from a perspective like, hey, I might be, you know, a, a thousand more threes if I was able to play the game the way that, you know, these young guys are able to play. So I just think – um it's definitely a shot in there. It's definitely a subliminal in there because regardless of how you cut it, just watching the game of basketball, it's no way that you can't have Steph Curry as the greatest shooter of all time because it's not like he – like a lot of people say, like, oh, he's just a guy that shoot threes. But if you watch the game of basketball, it's how efficient he shoots these threes. 
It's the the level of difficulty that he makes. And if you look at the way he plays the game, it's not just I'm jacking up shots all day. Like, he works to get open for these threes. He works on other parts of the floor. And you haven't – even Ray Allen. Ray Allen was excellent at this. Reggie Miller was excellent at this. But they're not moving without the ball the way that Steph was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chris, what you thinking? I mean, it's simple as this to me. They didn't change the game. Ray Allen, Reggie Miller, they made impacts on the game for sure. But literally, if you watch the game today and watch a college basketball team, literally they will stop a fast break to get a three-point shot. And while Ray Allen and Reggie was hooping, you didn't see that at all. Absolutely not. So, yes, that that increased the, the amount of threes that they shoot. So it was bound to happen for somebody to break the record. You got to also shoot efficiently to break the record. And right. Steph, 50, 40, 90. In one year, he was almost 50, 50, 90. I mean, outside this year, he was 50, 50, 90 at one point. Or 50, 50, 95, actually, until they, he's, his recent struggles. But I mean, just if just, you look at it from this perspective, sorry to cut you off for a second, Chris, but I saw this stat that says Steph Curry commits his next 1,500 three-point attempts and still have a higher career percentage than Ray Allen and Reggie Miller. Exactly. So that, that's that's a crazy clip, man. So here's here's my thing, and I I hate to say this, I hate to be this guy. Ray Allen actually does have a point here. He has a point from the standpoint of only from the standpoint of the game is so different now than the game that he came in, Which than the facts. game that Reggie was in. Bro, they used to be like landing under shooters, and everybody was like, "Oh yeah, that's cool." Bro, what? That man ankle is finna be in next in that but but at the same time though, if either one of them shot the ball the way that Steph does, the game would have changed. The game was the same way when Steph started shooting the ball. And oh nah, but Steph, Steph wasn't oh, nah, even right? the person that caused that game the game to change in that way. The rule wasn't even a rule until uh Zaja Pachulia undercut Clay, I mean, not Clay. And, 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 and that's and that's what I'm saying. By the time they put that rule into place, Steph was already in conversation for being the best shooter ever. So was he? You know what I'm saying? So was was it? Is it really that crazy? But again, we're talking about an entire level of difference in physicality because while the rules did not have anything specifically for undercutting. When Ray Allen was in the league, hand checking was perfectly fine. That was like, bro, you putting your elbow in somebody's chest every time they come up the court. Ray and it was spent just more like, of his career without hand checking than he did with hand checking. I'm not Reggie Miller didn't. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I feel like I'm not saying that Ray is right here. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying he has a point. Right? Is Lance Allworth the best receiver of all time? Absolutely not. He just was great in his era, and for what the for the era that he was in, the way that he was so much better and above everybody else is kind of ridiculous. It's kind of yeah. like, bro, what? This man played in the '60s and caught how many passes for how many yards? But obviously, the game is different because there are receivers who people feel like are may not be on the same skill level who have surpassed it. But with that being said. This I don't think this is one of those cases. I think Steph is the greatest shooter of all no. time. Uh, but some of these old heads, and Josh, you brought up a point that I never even thought about. Some of these old heads got to stop embarrassing themselves, bro. <laughs> right. This is getting out of hand. Like, Shaq, why would you even tell Donovan Mitchell, I don't think that you're at your best yet. There's another level you can go to. 
in a post-game interview. What? How do you even <laughs> respond to that? That's not a question. That I is mean, not what, a question. Yeah, that's kind of like an underhanded compliment. You know what I mean? That's like a like that was cute, but you can get better than that. You know I, I, I think mean? I think my favorite is when uh, Oscar Robertson came out and said that if he was playing today, he'd find a way to shut down Steph. No, you no, you wouldn't. <laughs> if, I, if Steph was playing in the seventies, Steph would be averaging fifty. I'll tell you what. I listen. I know that, like, oh, if we put the players of back then in that time, they have the same training, same all that good stuff. And if we move the players from back then forward, same thing. Listen, <laughs> what Kyrie Irving can do with the ball, man, they would have had that in the fifties. Oh it's, boy. It's, it's just in their blood. I don't know. I was hey, I was hey, during know, Thanksgiving. I was having a conversation with my uncle, and he was saying if if Wilt Chamberlain uh played right now, he had better numbers now than he did back then. And, and now let me let me tell you this: you it know was like that, ten teams in the league back then. But you know they used to travel like by bus, like by like a team bus. <laughs> yeah. If the team was broke, they would travel by like with other people, and it, like that was a thing. In the fifties, Kyrie Irving crossed somebody up the way he's doing now. He might not make that next trip, bro. <laughs> and the thing is, with you. Hey, listen. Like, the thing is, uh, the way Kyrie played, and you say that, Giz, it's funny you say that. The way Kyrie played now, a lot of that stuff was illegal, like hezzies and stuff. Like that was unheard of. Like you, you, they, they would be like, that that didn't look right. Travel. You know what I mean? Like a lot of that stuff was like illegal back then, and. The game has evolved in such a great way. Absolutely. It's it's uh just imagine, just imagine for a second. Remember where the Pistons were before they were in Detroit? Uh Fort Wayne? Imagine yeah. crossing up Bob Cousy in Boston, driving from Boston to Fort Wayne <laughs> on a bus. <laughs> bro, I'm just keeping it a bean with you. You is not finna see Friday, bro. I'm just telling you. <laughs> You're done. They gonna stop you somewhere in them back. Never mind. We not gonna go there. Long story short, some of these players would have had a very hard time. But again, congratulations to Steph Curry, man. That 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 record is not one to be taken lightly at all. And not if this one fell, I don't know that we're going to see another record of this magnitude broken for some time. I think that Brian is eventually going to get uh, most points ever, but I think that's – I think we at least three years I, off, off that. I think yeah, an NFL record – uh, I think an NFL record that might be out of touch might be reached soon just because they added the extra game. I mean, yeah, the NFL records – NFL records falling all the time because of the way that the game is designed now. Like, literally, that's why – the NFL more so than the NBA – the way that the game is designed now, it is literally like barely football anymore to some extent. Like if you look at what football used to be with all the like wing tee off wing tee offenses and all that, they used to throw a ball that was shaped basically like a basketball. Yeah. Like if you ever seen an old football, I just watched it. It was like, yeah, no wonder quarterbacks weren't throwing it sixty yards on the dot. That <laughs> ball is not supposed to be going 50, 60 yards. So I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I get it. But yeah, the NFL. Tom Brady break another record every other day. Like it's just by breathing. It's just like, oh yeah. And, and the thing Oldest is about breathe. The thing is about Brian, bro. I don't think he trying to. I just think his prime has been that long. Like, like yeah. we can all agree that Brady's like prime, but Brady's not like Brady like in two thousand seven. You know what I mean? Two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Literally, I watched a, a compilation on YouTube of LeBron. He literally dunks the same height 
that he did when he first came to the league, bro. That's yeah. It. That's yeah, Brady is going off. Uh, Brady is just going off of knowledge of the game, having a good team, bro. But, and, and, and also, quarterback, run. quarterback is different. Quarterback is right. the only position in any sport, literally any sport, that you could play with a torn ACL. Philip Rivers yeah. played an entire playoff game with a torn ACL, and like people don't talk about that enough for like what that actually means for what the right. quarterback position has become. <laughs> bro, imagine trying to play against Mean Joe Green with a tour ACL, bro. You're cool. And the uh, thing is, what's the dude the, name on the Red Sox? Kurt Schilling pitched a, a ending with a with a cut on his ankle and it was acting like this man just fought <laughs> World War II. But you see what I'm saying? It's no other sport. Imagine in basketball. Like, what position do you think moves the least in basketball? Probably the power four. If that's Probably the power four. four. Yeah. Power forward, forward. Right? Okay, a stretch forward moves the least. Can you imagine Pazer Stoyakovich playing an entire game with a torn ACL? <laughs> and the Bro, thing is, Gibbs, the thing is, every time you start to say, okay, this is when Brian's like gonna, gonna drop a lot, you know, he gonna, he gonna, mm-hmm. the dude go out there and get 30 and it looks effortlessly. Like he still soars to the rim. It's like, bro, he, D Wade made a comment. I can't wait to tell my grandkids I played with him because he'll still be playing. I re- like when y'all when I said he'll play to forty five, y'all looked at me like I was crazy. Hey, listen, hey, listen, I'm not. Y'all looked lie. at me like I was crazy. It was it was the defensive effort that had me worried. Bro is playing defense again. This is weird. This is weird. I've never yeah. seen this before. I have never seen this before, bro. He stopped playing defense for like two years. It was like, all right, I guess I got to do this again and like just start being a good defender again. This is crazy. I've never seen anything. And, like and when I said Brian gonna play till forty five, y'all looked at me like I was crazy, bro. Because Chris, the the man was he was slowing down and just decided to not anymore. That's that right. we've never seen that. We never, that's what I'm, bro. I'm telling you, bro. He played. The offensive output has never gone down. It just shifted. He shifted from being like thirty six and eight to being like twenty seven eight and eight. Okay, great. But like we've. I mean, and, and tell me if I'm wrong here. I don't think we've ever seen a player, like, stop playing defense for a year or two and just pick it back up out of nowhere. Like, for any player. No. That's one of the hardest skills in all of basketball. Being a good defender is ridiculously hard. He was just like, yeah. So, I think I want to do that again and succeed it. That's, whew, that's crazy. That's yeah. what I'm saying. And, and, and the, the scary part about it is, bro, let's say let's say in a perfect situation, his son does make the NBA. Um, now, I'm not – putting no bad blood out there. I hope he does. Let's say he does. LeBron actually can play a couple seasons with his son and, like, show his son the type of player he needs to be for that team, which is crazy to me. Like, he will be in the history sick. book for so many different things. Yeah. <laughs> like, he Bro. played to 45. He probably would be number one in points and be second in assists, bro. Bro, we all thought – this is – we all thought that he was slowing down last year. And this man, I'm sorry, the year before last year, when they were going into the bubble, we all was like, all right, bro. Like, it's it's time now. AD has come. He going to supplant him. And, like, that man averaged the most assists he ever has in his career. That is, I, I hate it here, man. Like, this, but <laughs> honestly, though, honestly, though, this is why I'm, like, glad to be a Brown fan. Because being a Brown hater must be a really hard time. Like, like, even Josh, you're not the biggest fan of Brown, but, like, you're not a hater. It's hard to be a hater of these great players. I never said the man wasn't good. 
It's, it's I didn't really say he guy guy does it well. He's a he's a good LeBron hater. I ain't he's never say LeBron. he wasn't. <laughs> but that's the thing. Josh ain't a LeBron hater. I I think that many people because Josh still has Kobe over LeBron. People are like, wait no, a minute. Here, here, here's my it, thing. When I watch LeBron James play basketball, let, let's keep in mind what the sport of basketball is. What we've seen since the dawn of time. LeBron James is six foot eight. LeBron could be a tight end in the NFL and be like, yo, that's a big tight end. Yeah. When yeah. I watch the way this man plays basketball, there's no reason I should be seeing this man losing the games that he be losing. I mean, but at the same time, that the NBA as it's constructed now, I think that there are I think that the worst teams are better than they've ever been. I think the teams in the middle to the bottom are better than they've ever been. But I'm saying, I've seen situations where I know this man could take over any basketball game he want to, and he like, hey, yo, it's clutch time. Let me just dish this off to to Malik Monk in the corner. Uh, but 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 that's who he listen, is. Though. But, but I think I'm more irritated is, with the way he played basketball as opposed to me thinking he's a bad. I've never but the he's thing a bad is though, guy, the thing is, guy, the 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 object of basketball is a team sport. So why am I gonna drive to the rim and blow by somebody and then try to go past two defenders when I can swing it? So on you the can drive? win. I don't care. But who you can on your swing team. it on the drive for open shot. I don't you care who it. your team. You are LeBron James. You're supposed I get to give your team the best opportunity to win. But, you know what the but smart you don't play have is? To, the, have the ball. The only thing, the, the only thing you're missing, Guyton, is you don't always have to score to impact the game, bro. That's that's the thing you're missing. That's what you got to get a bucket MJ, to impact the game. And LeBron listen, driving to the rim on three listen, people has a higher chance of him dishing the ball to whoever is in the corner. Listen, bro. I get that. That's the mentality that Kobe and Jordan have put in the league, bro. That's the mentality that they have given people. I got to go get a bucket in crunch time. No, you don't. You just need four defenders to yes, draw. You, you need four defenders to draw on you, and you give it to a 50% shooter for a mid-range or a three-point shot, and they knock it down. That's the team sport. You don't in have clutch, to do it by yourself. In, in, I mean, flesh time, that don't happen at, that successfully, man. See, here's the thing. Both of y'all have points here, and I'll point to the, the uh, finals against the Warriors where they got swept. But LeBron went off for like 50, 15 and something crazy for game one. No, he Remember, went 51, 8 and 8. 51, 8, 51, eight. eight and 8. Remember that game, everybody talks about George Hill missing a free throw and mm-hmm. uh, JR forgetting the the score. By the way, shout out to JR Smith for getting a 4.0, his first semester at North Carolina AT. Good for yeah. you. Now, with that being said, everybody remembers that. Few people remember that play happened. Because of Brian, that he was willing to trust George Hill in that moment, and t- technically speaking, if you look at the results, technically LeBron was wrong for trusting him. He was wrong for trusting Bro in that moment. I mean, that's just what the results say. You know what I mean? Did he make the right basketball play? Sure. Did the play win the game? No, it did not. Yeah. It did not. So I mean, there, there's there's an argument to be made. There, there's there's an argument to be made. But I get it. I get I get both sides of that. And and so now we've talked about LeBron positively. We've pumped him up and said all these good things. So what the hell is wrong with the Lakers? What's going on? I mean, this is a team that Lakers fans are getting excited about beating the Magic. That's man, it's Wendell Carter. I don't that's care. Bandwagon, man. 
don't care what's going on. So, so tell me, fellas, what is wrong with the Lakers? What What do they need to do? What do they need to shake up? Who need to get fired? Who need to get hired? Talk to me. Um, I I think it's a number of things that's wrong with the Lakers. One, they haven't built a team to where uh you can have the chemistry to win a championship because we we've all played sports at some sort of organized level, and we all know that chemistry and the way you mesh well together as players means just as much as the talent of the players that's on the court. Um, and in very rare situations, can you just put a group of guys together and they'll figure it out and get it done? But those are also elite level talented players. That's 2011 LeBron, D Wade, Bosch. That's you know, that's Kobe and Shaq. That's Steph, Clay, Draymond, and KD. It's no players that's on the Lakers to where you can see that. I mean, your best player by an astronomical gap is a what 36 year old LeBron. Mm-hmm. Regardless of how talented LeBron James is, you're th- a 36-year-old player is not going to be your best player. On it. N- not your best, but he can be your best player. But for it to be that much of a gap between him and a number two guy, Should you can't win a championship. You cannot Should win not. a championship with that level of talent. Um, it's a matter of Anthony Davis being what we thought he was all these years. And I think the past couple of seasons, that's been shielded by LeBron playing so much time and having the ability to put a guise over Anthony Davis and him also having shooters the past few seasons to where they can create space for him because people aren't allowed to collapse. But any sort of physicality, any sort of pressure that's been put on Anthony Davis this year, he's not able to hold up to it. And you got a lot of other guys who are have been good individuals throughout the course of their career, but they haven't shown you that they can be winners. They're up there in age, and they don't fill out – what needs to be accomplished in modern basketball, which is good on-ball defense, with a lake, which the Lakers don't have, and which is being able to spread the floor, which the Lakers don't have out of these players that they went and signed for whatever reason. Dwight Howard, Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, DeAndre Jordan. So I think this season, it may just be a wash. I don't, th- I can't think of any ways that you can like kind of rehash this team unless you find a way to get rid of these big contract players, these older players and find younger guys who can fit in, in these roles. But also don't think it's a lot of times as a lot of teams that's willing to buy, you know, at this point in their career, no team is going to be like, Hey, I'm going to give up a few young pieces so I can sell some Carmelo Anthony jerseys. Like it's that, is that weird window in which all of these players on the Lakers are in, which they're past that point to where their namesake is enough for these teams to buy in on, you know, like all of these players are in the twilight of their career. And I would include Russell Westbrook in that. I know that sounds crazy for a guy to average a triple-double last season or the season before, but also Russell Westbrook is in the twilight of his career. We have seen the best basketball play, the best basketball that Russell Westbrook has to offer by a landslide. Mm-hmm. That's true. Okay. My take crazy. on the Lakers, man. My take on Lakers, and the first thing you said was my direction, man. It's you got to play on the court to, to, to jail. First thing Lakers got to do is get healthy. They haven't been healthy none this season. LeBron will be out. Rudia will be out. Then Malik Monk will be out. Avery Bradley just joined basketball again after missing the whole season. Carmelo playing better than he ever have in this part of his career. I think he's playing up to where he was when he was with the Thunder this year. Coming off the bench at least. Um... They caught the when your when your second in command nickname is Street Clothes Day to Day Davis. That's his nickname. <laughs> you can't expect much from him. 
And Shout out to Charles Barkley. Street Clothes Davis might be one of the best nicknames I heard the long time, yo. Because he literally, literally, any any type of injury he has, he's day-to-day. And that's part of the Lakers' problem right there. Yo, one and two been in and out the lineup, so you struggle. Not to mention, who going to take $44 million for Russell Westbrook at this point in his career? Oh, nobody. Nobody. The only other now, person you can trade honestly, Russell Westbrook for is John a, Wall. There's not a single point guard that's that age that probably is worth that much except Steph. That's it. That's it. That's not a single one. Uh, you, you can make an argument for Damian If you say Chris Paul Lillard, is worth that much. You can, you can make an argument Chris, for Damian Lillard. jump through the screen. But he's not that age, though. Damian Lillard, two <laughs> years, <laughs> Lillard two years younger. Damian Lillard two years younger. But yeah, at that yeah, age, yeah. no, no, not me. Because even Kyle Lowry didn't get $44 million and He made you a know. big impact on He got $30 million a year. So, I mean, I just don't know. And then next year, Russell Westbrook is due $47 million. So, him and John Wall are the only two players that you can really trade for. And you're not going to go get John Wall. 35 years old, averaging five turnovers a game, <laughs> making that much bread. And you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? People talk about, oh, everybody said that playing with LeBron was supposed to help Westbrook out. It was because if you have the ball in your hand less, what are you also supposed to do less? Turn the ball over. This man... <sighs> hmm. Hmm. I'm going to tell you what the Lakers' problem is. There are two problems that they have that are killing them. And that I don't think, if, if these two things are not corrected, if at least one of them is not corrected in a major way, this season is done for. Number one, perimeter defense is god-awful. Their perimeter yeah. defense, they guards cannot stay in front of anybody. I mean, Jesus Christ. If you on that, If you on the perimeter against the Lakers... Congratulations, you're going to put up a 25, 30-point night. If you're a 25, 30-point guy, congratulations. Get ready to have a career <laughs> night. And, and also, Anthony Davis in almost every major statistical category. Anthony Davis has played exactly 10 years in the league, okay? So we're going to play a game that I like to call under or over. I'm going to make the number five, okay? Five being completely in the middle of his career. Either he's above, at number five or above, he's at number six or below, for his career, okay? Okay. And points per game, is he above or below his average? His his middle middle number? He's below. Gotta be. Correct. He's below. Field goal percentage, above or below? De- definitely below. He might have the worst field goal of his career this season. He's, he's, he's above. An actual field goal percentage? I was about to say above because he's shooting a lot of layups really? and dunks now. Yeah. Yeah. Third, third best ever. Now watch this. Three-point percentage. Worst. I would say above. Third worst of his career, 19.2%. Free throw percentage. Oh, he, he he's a Laker. As somebody that's, that was a Lakers fan for, for many, many years, I know it got to be towards the, towards the lowest. The lowest. lowest. Lakers can't make free throws. 72%. Now, when we're talking rebounds, where where are we looking? Um, we gotta be towards the top, right? Yeah, just barely tied with sixth, but tied with fifth and sixth at ten point two. I'm sorry, okay. tied with fifth sixth at ten point two. So he's good there, but every almost everywhere else, he's every statistical category that you don't want to be high in turnovers. He's in this top five. 
Steals, he is barely, barely, barely in his top five. Blocks, he is not in his top five. Like, this man is not himself at all. At all. In what any way, that, shape, form, or fashion. What do you think the issue is? He took it too serious when he said, I won a championship. I don't have anything to prove to anybody. <laughs> I mean, Bro, that is what happened. You won one chip ever. One. One. If anything, if anything, to me, if I'm Anthony Davis, my goal would not have been winning one championship. Number one, my goal would have been, I want a four-peat. I, that would have been my first goal. I want to do something that right. has never been done in the, I got the best player of all time or one of the best players of all time rolling with me. I want a four-peat. I don't care what pieces they put around us. Me and him, we're going to make this work. Right. And you know you got limited time with Brian. And watch this. The next thing that I would have made my goal if I was him, I would have said, I'm going to be so dominant that when LeBron retires, people are still going to be like, I mean, is the league over the Lakers right now? Are they? Right. Are they? Right now, we all know if LeBron was to retire tomorrow, the Lakers would be in the lottery next year. Or whoever has the Lakers pick would be in the lottery next year. But you saying what Russ and AD? I don't think lottery. I think they'd be right outside the lottery. With Russ and AD, that could get you. That could get you 30, 35, 40 wins, maybe. Can it? That gets you. That gets you between thirty and forty wins. Can it? You gotta remember the 40, Orlando's, the Houston and Rockets. Thirty puts you in the lottery. Thirty wins puts you in the lottery. Eighty-two uh, game season. If you get, I, I'm saying they'd be above thirty for sure. I don't know how close to forty they'd be, but they'd be. They'd be right after the lottery or like the last. Hey, big dog, big dog. In that Western West, Conference, yeah. They in that West, seed. you're gonna be thirty. You're gonna get your thirty wins, and you. I don't even know if that'd be a playoff team and play in team. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just. All I know is, all I know is, one of those things has to get corrected. They either gotta figure out how to stay in front of guys on the perimeter, or Anthony Davis has to figure out. Oh wait, I do have things to prove. Another fun fact about Anthony Davis here, right? Last year, this man played in 36 games in the regular season. He got 12 double-doubles. That rate has gone through the roof this year. In 24 games, he has 12 double-doubles. I am not looking at that as you are actually impacting the game. Why is that, Anthony? Why? I mean, he's down there. He, He hates playing center, but he's down there out of necessity for the team. I understand that, but like you, you gotta be better. You just gotta be. There's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about like, oh well, you know, I'm doing all I can. Guess what, bro? You're a super max guy. And again, this is the part that I don't understand about so many NBA players today. You got super max money. Get ready for super max criticism. Get ready for super max. <laughs> right. You got to do super max things. Super max money is not twenty and ten, twenty five and ten. That's that's not super max money. I'm sorry, it's just not, because there are a lot of players. Twenty five and ten. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Twenty five, ten, and two blocks. Chris, that's super max. You get you get a super max from a couple teams with that. Nineteen percent from three, Chris. That's super max. I think in a vacuum, if we talking about if we talking about just the twenty five and ten, that's super max money. If we talking about just the twenty five and ten, yes, that's that's super max money, bro. Twenty five and ten, super max. 
Like, like, it, it, like, not, not that many people giving you twenty five a team. Normally, not Josh don't like spending money. Not, not today. He would have. No, but, but look though, but look though. If you looking at it, if you looking at that just on paper, if you giving a general manager a piece of paper and saying, "Hey, these are these guys' averages," are you giving them a supermax? That's yes. But if you look at it from the perspective of us, of us actually watching Anthony Davis play these games, that's not supermax performance. Absolutely, absolutely. There's it. Again, the way that people talked about the Lakers last year and lied and said, oh, this team isn't taking the regular season serious. They aren't hustling. They aren't doing da-da-da-da-da. That's actually happening this year. Last I mean, year, Russell Westbrook averaged a triple-double. That, that, but look but look at it from this way. Russell Westbrook averaged a triple-double. If you were general manager looking at a piece of paper, triple-double is max money, right? But if you look at the way that man plays basketball, you give a Westbrook a max. That's, the the triple-double got him a match. Get this out of here. That's Get why he making forty four million dollars. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And that's the problem now. That is the problem now. It's it's too much. It's too much box uh, sheet watching and not enough actual game watching because there is no way that you could justify some of this. Again, when the man was averaging a triple double, it you know what? Whatever. I guess nobody cares about turning the ball over anymore. Nobody cares about efficiency <laughs> anymore. Whatever. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I, you know I. I come from the John Stockton days where you you had a point guard <laughs> putting up 14 assists with two turnovers. Anywho, uh, yeah, that's – so what do y'all think is it, it needs to happen to fix the Lakers? What is it that you say if this thing happens, the Lakers will be all right? Because apparently the Lakers are in talks for a couple players. Chris is not very high on one of them, but I digress. With that being said, what has to happen to fix the Lakers? Josh, the Lakers are your team, so I'm going to let you take this one first. They ain't my team. Um – <laughs> hey, I, hey, I said, hey, listen, I said a listen. long time ago, I'm not claiming the Lakers no more. Listen, Yo. listen. That's what I'm saying. He's he's like the perfect LeBron hater. Like I said, he a long give LeBron time his ago. respect, but if LeBron goes his team, on board with the Lakers when they got Bron. Hey, listen. But he was just the Pelicans fans last year. He, no, because it he was, was the Lakers young boys getting traded away that made Josh yeah. jump shit. That that was it. Listen, but he was a Pelicans fan last year. You PPA said a peep about the Pelicans. Because they, they go. Uh, no, only Lonzo gone. Only Lonzo gone. Hey, y'all know since day one, I've been a Lonzo ball stand since day one. Hey, so now you're a Bulls fan, huh, guy? I like oh the Bulls. Hold on, <laughs> wait a minute. Hold on, wait a minute, Josh. Do you run that account Bulls got next? Is that you? <laughs> no, 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 sir. <laughs> I ain't got time for that. Look, as, as, oh, as a, as a, as a uh, former Lakers fan, um, the, the the solution to this team is, I think you get young guys, hungry guys, role players, three and D guys, guys that scrappy, willing to go get the ball, specialists. This team needs specialists. If you got people on your team as talented as LeBron James and Anthony Davis, there's no need for you to get Russell Westbrook. There's no need for you to get a primary ball handler. There's no need for you to get guys that average 10 rebounds when I was starting high school. DeAndre Jordan and Dwight Howard should not have roster spots on the, on the Lakers. Go get you specialists. Go get you guys that, hey, sit in the corner and shoot the ball because LeBron going to get doubled. Did this man say you don't need a roster spot for them to? Oof. No. Oof. Oof. The tough part if, is if, you're if, not wrong. If they, wanna, if they want to be part of that organization, yo, we got this job where you can be – I don't know what these coaches are, but you know the coaches that don't sit on the bench, but they on that weird, like, section, like, behind the bench. 
the ones that's always handing out the stat sheets. Yeah, you could be that guy. That's you know the guy that likes to tap him on the shoulder. Hey, hey, here the Gatorade. It could be there. They'd be like, oh, that's the White Howard. Bro, you know what's crazy? That we say a lot of disrespectful things about professional athletes on this show. That may have been the worst. Oh my god. That man said, hey, hey, bro, here's your stats, bro. Here's your stats. Here's how close you are to a triple-double. Go, go get specialists. Yeah, bro, you, you three assists away from a triple-double, bro. Right. But you see, and that's that's why the, the media was so mad when they got Russ instead of Buddy Hill. Like, Buddy Hill, yes, he's on the Kings, so you don't hear about him. But Buddy Hill was actually shooting 40% from three last year. And this yeah. year, I don't, know, I don't know what he's doing this year because, you know, we hate the Kings on this show. Like, if it's one thing on this show we all will agree on every time, is that the except Gibbs, sometimes when he talk about Tyreek, but the Kings, Listen, the Kings, I, I will admit find that the Kings are poverty. I admit that the Kings are poverty, even when talking about Tyreek Evans. I'm just saying that you could not mess up 26 and 6 as a rookie with Boogie. That's all I said. That's all I said. That's hard to mess. You have to put intentionality in the ruining that. <laughs> but anyway, we all can agree the Kings are bad. So I am, I can't lie to you and say I've been looking at Buddy Hill this year. I don't know what he's doing, honestly. I don't know what he's doing. I know De'Aaron Fox having a good year because I'm a De'Aaron Fox fan. I wish the Lakers would have drafted De'Aaron Fox instead of Lonzo that year. But, you know, to each his own. I'm not Magic Johnson in that situation. But, however, uh, Buddy Hill would have been a good fit. Also, the beauty about Buddy Hill, you would have had $20 more million dollars in cap space. So you could have got Buddy yeah. Hill and another player of Buddy Hill's caliber. So yeah. let's say you get Buddy Hill and let's say you get uh who another twenty million. You can get a, you could try to get like a a Tim Hardaway Jr. Or you caliber get a couple player. of mid level exception guys. You can get you a Tim Hardaway Jr. Look at what he's doing over on the Warriors. The Lakers need a big, they need to stretch the floor. They could have went and got Bialinta. They could have went exactly. and got Bogdanovich, who got a new deal this offseason. Exactly. Or you could have went and got um, David Bertans, who on a $16 million a year deal. Do you think the Kings were willing to come up off Buddy for what the Lakers gave for Westbrook? It's the Kings. Less. Yeah, the Kings. I could sell Oceanfront property in Detroit. Even... Luke Wharton didn't even start Buddy Hill, and Buddy Hill was a two-time reigning three-point contest champion and shot 40 from the field. That's that's fair. That's what I listen. Gibbs, I could tell I the have, Kings I got oceanfront property in Detroit, and they would say, <laughs> "Where? Like, I need to see this right away." So wait, what do you want for it? We'll give you Bagley, Fox, and Luke Walton. That's all we give you, though. <laughs> nah, but uh, you're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'll, I'll say this: there are two teams that I will never accuse of not selling: the Kings in the West, the Cavs in the East. Those are two teams that I will never accuse of not selling. And let me tell you what the Lakers really could do. Honestly, I think to turn their whole season around. Their whole season around. Now, y'all going to think I'm crazy for saying it. Y'all going to think I might be on Franklin Saints product when I say this. But this is what they could do to change their whole season around. It's three teams that come to mind that are in a, a really, really rebuild. Okay? And one team just announced. You got the Pacers. You got the Rockets. And you got the uh, – I'm looking at the team, but I can't think of the name. I don't know why. You got the Lakers, the Rockets. And you got the the, the Spurs, right? Mm-hmm. You got the Lakers Rockets. So you missing perimeter defense. The Spurs plan on building their franchise around DeJounte Murray and, and, and those guys. But the Spurs have a guy in Derek White who he I don't think he's part of their short-term rebuild, but long-term, I don't think he's part of it. Derek White is somebody you should target. The Rockets have somebody in Eric Gordon. Veteran guy that LeBron likes. Great, great clutch player. 
great consistent shooter sometimes he can be a little streaky but he produces at least 15 a game for you and he can shoot the three extremely well the third team the pacers they want to give us a bonus miles turner karis levert tj mcconnell who's out for the season so he don't really matter and i'm pretty sure you can talk them into brogdon as well wait who are they keeping nobody they they said they just announced they're having a complete rebuild they're getting rid of everybody fire sale So if you telling me you don't go get Eric Gordon, Karis LeVert, and what's the, what's the other guy I just saw uh, said? Uh, oh, Derek sorry. White from the Spurs. Derek White. If you tell me you can't get none of them three guys and help your franchise a lot, if you get two of the three and move Russell Westbrook for, let's say you get, uh, let me think, a Brogdon-level player, like not an all-star, but somebody on the cusp of being an all-star. Like, if the right players get injured, they'll be an all-star. I mean, I'll tell you what. If they traded for Miles Turner, I mean, you could at least move uh, either DeAndre Jordan or Dwight to that role that you was talking about, Josh. Hey, hey, big fella. Big yeah. man, big man. Here's your stats, big man. Hey, big man. This is what you got going on tonight, man. <laughs> this you got going on tonight. I mean, you know. It, and and, and it's, 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 it's clear as day, like, yeah, the easy answer is trading Damian Litter for Russ. But Dame don't want out, and they not they already announced they're not trading Dame. They Dame is there. They just announced. They said Dame is there until Dame doesn't want to be there. However. They got Dame in the 360 deal. Listen, <laughs> how, however, however, the crazy part about this season, I'm going to kill y'all with this one. Ben Simmons and Dame magically want to play together. And then literal CJ like, oh y'all gonna leave me out the pack? So you yeah, mean to I tell bet. me? Well, for for some mean, reason, I think the Lakers are aiming to get like a home run play in order to fix this team. No, they really don't have like, to. You have LeBron and Anthony Davis. Get you some role players. That's that you. I, you t- already got I the just home named, run play. I just named Eric Gordon. <laughs> I just named <laughs> Eric Gordon. Um, Eric Gordon, Karis LeVert, and Derek White. Those are three players that'll help you and everything you bad. Yep. So wait a minute. A lot of people have been discussing the possibility of Ben Simmons to the Lakers. Chris, you had some very strong feelings about this earlier. Josh, former Lakers fan, since you're not a fan no more, I'm going to let Chris start this one off because he had oh, hey. very strong feelings about this. Chris, how you <laughs> feel about Ben Simmons to the Lakers, man? I don't see how he helps you in everything you weak at. He helps you a, a tremendous amount. You know, Y'all know how, how happy I get when you talk about Ben Simmons defensively. Like, I think he should have been defensive player of the year last year, but that's a different topic, a different day. Ben Simmons on defensive end is just, he's a menace. He can guard the one through five. And if, even if your five is a seven, one, seven, two guy, he can guard. I mean, he's 6'10 with, a, with right. a very long wingspan. So, so I sense. think he's the, 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 if you, if you want somebody to learn how to play defense, you say, go watch Ben Simmons and Matisse Thibel. That's what you tell them to go do. Watch those two guys. You will learn how to play defense. But anyway, I digress. So that being said, y'all know I'm not a Ben Simmons hater. I don't think I think what's being done to him right now is because he calls it to himself, and it shouldn't be happening right now. They should still be, you know, treating him as an All Star that he is. However, Ben Simmons and Russell Westbrook. I'm gonna say this: at least you can get production out of Russell Westbrook when you need baskets. He'll at least get shots up. He will at least get shots up. Ben Simmons. If you need somebody to go get a bucket, he's not. He's definitely not that guy. And, guy, you just said that's what kills you about LeBron. Well, Ben Simmons should double down on that times five because <laughs> I, I don't uh, – I haven't heard a conversation about somebody calling Ben Simmons the greatest player of all time. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is he's 6'10", can get by anybody and get to the rim, and he chooses not to do I've never been Simmons it. fan in the slightest. 
I'm just ben saying Simmons is, the I, same criticism you give to LeBron because you just the first argument that with LeBron was you apply. said he's bigger than a tight. You said he was bigger than a tight end. That was your first point in the that argument. Don't, that don't apply. Ben, ben Simmons will be bigger than a tight end. That don't apply. I'm not putting LeBron James and Ben Simmons in the same conversation when I'm talking about basketball. I got that perspective on LeBron because I think he's in the conversation of greatest player of all time. Ben Simmons is at his very best a top five point guard in the league currently. I'm not putting them top 25 point guards all the time. I'm not putting them top No, I get it. I get it. But what I'm saying is offensively, he doesn't move the needle. And the team, this team struggles scoring. They struggle guarding people. And they, they struggle also scoring because struggle... there's too many cooks, in my opinion. I mean, why do you say that? They can't score or play deep because there's too many people demanding the ball. Exactly. And Ben Ooh. Simmons is somebody that's literally he not he's just gonna give the ball to somebody else to go dribble it into the ground. He not he not gonna do nothing with it offensively. So to he, me, he, he can create a play off a pass. He and, can and, then, for sure. and then and then he gonna clog the paint up. We seen Ben and Joel together. We seen Ben and Joel together. So Ben and AD is not much better with. And actually, Joel shot the three a lot better than Anthony Davis this year. Anthony really? Davis is shooting the three at uh, all time lows. So I'm disagreeing with you. I don't want to see that screen on the block for AD with Ben Simmons. That and where's LeBron gonna cut through, cut to the basket at? Where, where's that gonna happen? When you got a defender not even near Ben Simmons, that's another defender that's gonna claw the lane for Bron. Yeah. Then that's another defender that's gonna defend AD on the double team. At least you have to respect that Russell Westbrook will shoot those threes. You have to at least stand near him because you know he will let it go as soon as he touches. That's why I don't think Russell- Ben Simmons. Russell Westbrook trails only one man, one starter in the NBA in terms of turnovers and clutch time. That is Bradley Beal. That's it. That is it. Clutch time, as NBA.com defines it, is uh, let me make sure I got this right because I don't want to. I want to get this. Uh, what is? Oh, they don't have anything for how they define clutch time. I, I need to f- figure that out. But anywho. Bradley Bill is number one. Russell Westbrook is number two. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, Russell Westbrook, to me, if you replace him with Ben Simmons, you aren't really losing too much. It's just you're not. Way. And your team is gonna be relatively the same, though. And if you're talking team. about if you're talking about what you lose, I'm sorry, but that's addition by subtraction in some ways, if you ask me. Yeah. That's if you look at what you get rid of when you get rid of Russ, to me, it more than makes sense. More, more, more than makes sense. But Russ going to start clicking too, man. You got to – Russ do this every time he go to a new team. When he went to the Rockets, everybody was like, he's washed, he's done. He's figured out a way how to play with Harden. He started clicking. The Rockets were made, – made a jump in the standards. He went to the Wizards. They said, Russ is done. The, the Wizards made the playoffs, and they shouldn't have. They went on almost a 15-game win streak to make the playoffs. Hey, Chris. It's going to happen for the Lakers. It just hey, hasn't Chris. happened yet. Hey, Chris, real quick. How many points did uh, Russell Westbrook average a year for the Rockets? 24. 27. 24. 27. How many did he average a year with the uh, – the, um, But look at look at where he started the, the year at. Look at where he started the year at. How, how many did he average with the Rizzers, Chris? 26, 25, 26. 22. You know how many he's averaging with the Lakers? Under 20. 19.5. Right. Under 20. 
Mm-hmm. How many turnovers did he have when he was at those other places, Chris? You think you think he was killing it with the turnovers? He, he, no, no, he still had a lot of turnovers. He still had. A lot oh of yeah, four point five, four point five with the uh, with the Rockets. You want to know how many he <laughs> had with the with the with the Wizards? Four point eight, right? So now naturally, because he's scoring less, he's going to turn the ball over less, right? Wrong. Four point eight. Oh, more turnovers <laughs> than he had in both of those you- years. What you're doing, Gibbs, is you picking one category and you letting that be your leading argument. I'm talking about all-around aspect, what he did for those teams. Chris. He came to those teams, and they were they were bad teams to start off with because he didn't know how to play with them. After he figured out how to get it going, they were good teams. That Rockets team, if they were healthy and they kept Clint Capella instead of going full small, which I don't know what they thought about, they kept Clint Capella. They was on a 21-game win streak going into the playoffs. Going to the trade deadline, and then they trade the big man, who was averaging so, a twelve and ten for you. So, do you think if Westbrook gets it together, the Lakers will be fine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely do. Oh, if he I, figures I, out, I oh, agree with that. I agree right. with that. If, they get if together, he figures the out how to, if he figure out how to keep that four point eight turnovers, but also get back to the ten assisted game numbers to kind of balance that out, and then getting up to that twenty five points a game, I think that'll balance out because that's essentially twenty five and ten that you should be getting from AD. So if you get that from Russ, that makes up for the days that AD doesn't give you that twenty-five and ten. Listen, my Ben Simmons is, is is at the end of the day, you're not gonna get twenty-five and nothing. With Ben Simmons, you're gonna get fifteen, eight and eight, but you're also gonna get the thing that the Lakers. I said the Lakers need the most outside of Anthony Davis getting it together in a perimeter defender. That man puts guards in torture chambers. Period. Even if we want to talk about, I know the last image that everyone has of Ben Simmons is uh, Trey Young under the rim and him refusing to put up the shot. I know that's the last reality. That's the last look that we got from. In reality, if you look at what happened to Trey Young when he was checking him that series, he put Trey Young in a torture chamber. Trey Young was struggling. That man was Jordan Sparks, no air. Yeah, when- but he, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I say this, Gibbs. When it comes to putting somebody in a torture chamber, I feel like Ben should have limited Trey Young's shots because even though he had him shooting a bad percentage, Trey Young still was getting 30 because he was getting up 35 shots. But you that's what you want against great players. That's yeah, you yeah, want. but you're not going to stop him from scoring. That, that, I think, I think, I think once Ben gets to that stop, because that's what Kawhi does. Kawhi, don't, he denies you the ball. And I think once Ben gets to that level of defense, I think Ben will be a number two defensive option. No, number two defensive player in the world, in the in the history of basketball when he gets to that option. Kawhi can effectively do that because he's not asked to be on ball nearly as much as Ben Simmons. No, I Ben agree, Simmons I has to be on offensively for more of the game than Kawhi. Yeah, does. true. That's what, that, that's what I'm saying. When he adds that deny ball factor to his game, Gibbs, he he probably be the the second best defender I've ever seen in my like I ever seen film on. We'll we'll see we'll see. I I don't think they're gonna get Ben Simmons. I, I highly doubt that's gonna happen. But with that being said, well who knows who knows. So real quick before we get out of here, we we shouted out Bryce Young for winning the Heisman earlier. What is y'all most memorable Heisman moment from any player that y'all have seen uh, so far? In any any player in your lifetime that you watch this game happen in real time, what's your what's your most memorable Heisman moment? Man, honestly, um, the only one the Heisman is such a reward that's held in high regard. But if you think about it, I can't think of any 
Heisman moments per se moments that we can recall back to, with the exception of uh, uh, Desmond Howard doing the doing a dance in the end zone. Don't like I can I can show. Don't don't embarrass me on this show like this. Why don't is that? Bro, almost every Heisman winner has had a wild moment where you're like, I, oh, I can think of perform. I can think of performances, but not specific moments. Well, yes, a performance is a Heisman moment, bro. What? <laughs> it's <laughs> no, the I'm, same I, thing. I think we're t- I, I'm, I'm thinking we're talking about like you know steals for particular moments in time, not. Ladies you know. and gentlemen of the jury, you're seeing what happens when married couples are together too long, <laughs> and that like the one word of difference become like y'all about to fight now. Bro, no. I, I, um, what Heisman performance have you seen where you're like, oh, that guy just won the Heisman with that one? Um, the the one I'm thinking about, I I guess you can say this is Heisman performance. I'm thinking about uh UFC in in uh 2005. I forget who they were playing, but it was towards the end of the season. This was the one game where you thought UFC was like going to lose. But I think a Reggie Bush's performance in that game, although Matt Liner ended up coming away with the Heisman that year, so I guess you can you can attribute it to the whole team. You're talking about the uh, the the USC Fresno State game, yeah, where yeah. he returned the punt for a touchdown and had that one like what was it sixty yard run or something like that. I think Which that is, was I mean, in the, that might have been in the year where Reggie Bush won it. That might have been in the year where Reggie Bush won it. But yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember whether or not that game was in the year uh, that Reggie won or not. Chris, what was yours, man? What was the one Heisman moment that you've seen? Uh, out of a player where you like, hey, that guy just won himself the Heisman. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, Alabama, who was their last three Heisman winners? It was uh, Bryce, Bryce Young, Young Devontae Smith, and I don't think they've – oh, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. Yeah, that's what I'm about to say. So, Devontae Smith was good, but my favorite one was Derrick Henry. Because the mm-hmm. game I, – I forgot who they was playing. I think it was when they was playing Georgia because I think it was the first time they was underdogs ever. And Derrick Henry went out there and was playing with them like they was bowling pins, bro. Like, they they was sending six guys to tackle him, and they all was falling down, and Derrick Henry was getting five extra yards. Like, that was just a, a game to see, bro. Derrick Henry just was just treating them like bowling pins, and I was just like, okay, yeah. If that guy don't win the Heisman, then the Heisman is rigged. You know, I, I got to go with one that everybody not going to like it, but I got to say it. Jameis Winston, when he was at Florida State, was he has swag with that one, though. Yeah. He has swag with that one, bro. <laughs> people, people truly don't understand how different bro was. Like, this man, in the, the 2013 season when he won the Heisman, I got in the shower when we were playing Florida State. I got in the shower. I had my little scooter, all that. I got in the shower, and it was 0-0 kickoff. NC State is playing. Florida State. NC State was not good this year by any means. It was my first year there. It was the head coach's first year there. We were a bad team. I got out of the shower. Now, mind you, I'm not a person who, like, stands in the shower to, like, decompress my day. Also, this was kickoff for a 4 p.m. game. So I hadn't even had that much day to decompress and chew on at that point. (laughs) I got out of the shower. It was 35 to zip. It was 35 Man. to zip, and Jameis had four touchdowns already. <laughs> you Bro, got to see I, that up close. When I, tell you, <laughs> when I tell you I saw that, and was just like, yeah, all right. Well, he's coming back next year. I'm going to get to sack that guy. <laughs> I'm going to get to sack that guy and show him did we're you? a different team now. I actually did not. I did not sack Jameis Winston. Um, they were still a very good, very, very good team. Uh, if y'all remember anything about those teams, remember who their running back was? 
Dalvin Cook. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> they start wide right receiver, Kelvin Benjamin, before he found Bojangles and Bowberry Biscuits. <laughs> uh, what, what do you say your biggest sack was in your collegiate career? Uh, I, well, I only had one one sack. It was against uh, Presbyterian. The biggest play in my career, recovering a fumble that led to us beating Syracuse and Coach Dorn's first ever ACC win. That was the biggest play of my college career. Gotcha. Um, Robin Noel got the sack. Nerlens Noel, no, he's Nerlens Noel's big brother. Nerlens Noel's big brother, uh, Robin Noel, got the sack, and he forced a fumble. I recovered it. We won the game, and that was that was the biggest play by far of my career. But yeah, anyway, we old. Yeah, we kind of old. You play college ball with Nerlens Noel, older brother. Yeah, None I know. Are we like twenty six, bro? You only like twenty six. That's what I'm saying. We old. Like what I think. Yeah, we, <laughs> I mean that's that's the reality. We kind of oh yeah. Like, I mean Rob was a bad dude though. He was a bad dude. He, I mean it's I it's nothing you can really say about it other than like hey he actually Rod is now a linebackers coach uh, somewhere. So yeah, we kind of old. We kind of old. That's it's something we gotta man. live with, man. I wish we J- all could have seen Kitten. Hey hey JFF, here. watch out, man. JFF talking about something. <laughs> we creeping up on middle age. Listen, just because I'm bald. And you got a full head of hair. Don't mean you call us old, JFF. All right? <laughs> you was out here where rap was talking about hip, a hop, a hip to the hip to the hip, hip hopping and don't stop. All right? But anywho, <laughs> we know that y'all tired of us talking about glory days and and uh, the Heisman and, and Reggie Bush and all that good stuff. But come on back next week and a week after that and a week after that. Peace love, y'all. Also, we never going to be those old men that's haters. So, Donovan Mitchell, if you want to interview with us, we never going to tell you you need to go to another level. <laughs> you got another level, you know. young man. Hey, 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 Donovan. Come on, Spider. Come on, man. You can do something better. Anywho, <laughs> come on back next week and a week after that and a week after that. I know you had enough. I know you had